Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm your host, Juaniala, and this is Actors with Issues. Hello, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends. Welcome to another episode of Actors with Issues, where we talk shop with guests from TV, film, and Broadway. Today's guest is a star quickly on the rise. You know him as the good boy, gone bad, gone back to good, Caesar from Four Seasons of On My Block, as the badass Nero, the Knight of Athena in Knights of the Zodiac. And he'll be back on the big screen in the upcoming crime thriller Bad Hombres, where he plays Felix, an undocumented immigrant who is on the run. Please welcome the delightful Diego Tinelco. Diego, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I really love that introduction. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I, I didn't even realize. I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I did do Knights of the Zodiac. And, and uh, I, you know, usually everyone's like, Caesar from Long Block. But now we have, uh, you know, the great Phoenix Knight in there. So yeah. that was cool. <laughs> yeah, you've got an awesome film career already sort of uh, coming up. You know, it's, it's it was really uh, so, you know, before we dive in, um, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, On My Black has a very special place in my heart. It is the first English language series that I ever wrote a review for. Uh, mm. As a journalist, I was previously only wow. doing like reviews for telenovelas and things in Spanish. Mm. And I had to like beg my editor, I'm like, can I please talk about this show? It's got this wonderfully diverse cast. It's funny. And, you know, and, and thankfully they said yes. So I was very happy to be able to review it. But yeah, uh, on my oh, block, nice. we'll always have that title. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, I hope it was a good review. <laughs> oh, I, I adored it, man. I mean, you guys ran <laughs> for. <laughs> four seasons you know on yeah. a really tough streaming service like i feel like things get axed yeah. left and right on netflix so for you guys to go yeah. four seasons was like a marvel in and of itself yeah yeah four incredible years and uh you know that was essentially that was kind of like my college you know mm -hmm. uh came out came out of uh corona california moved to los angeles and, and did that for four years and I'll always look back on those days as man the good old days you know yeah. those were like my my dorm days right with brett sierra and jason yeah. made some some great memories and then looking back on that journey um again your four years for four seasons of your lives how did how did you come out of that a changed man well who was diego day one of season one compared to yeah. the last day on season four i think when i started my first day on set i was so nervous all of the time i just kept feeling like i was going to do something wrong and get fired and you know just lose my job right this position that i've worked so hard to get and it wasn't so much season four when it hit me it was more so season two where i learned to trust myself as an artist mm -hmm. i was like you know what man i've done the work i deserve to be here i've put in the work it's not luck it's not coincidence it's not by chance i mean yes a slight dose of all of that yes absolutely but i did work very very hard in my craft uh, in my auditions and all of that stuff to get to where I am. And, and, uh, and I guess sort of taking that ownership, um, was one of the biggest differences that I saw in myself, uh, from season one to, to season two, three, and four. Um, but I guess the very last day of season four, when I left the show, uh, one thing that I, I did notice that was, uh, different was, uh, you know, th this ability to be able to play with the work and, and, uh, and sort of just enjoy, myself when i wasn't in the work 
if that makes sense. I feel like, especially for young actors, sometimes we're in the work and we feel like we always have to be in that headspace 24-7. And if we're not in that headspace that we're not doing our, our diligence, our work as an actor into the craft and, you know, teach their own. But I think that method for myself, at least, takes a toll and it, and it just leaves me so drained all the time. So yeah. when I'm in the work, I'm in the work. And when I'm not, I just forget about it. And, you know, I, I want to, you know, I have, I have my, my private life as well to live too, you know, right. I can't just be in the, in the character all of the time. Yeah. yeah. I think that, you know, there's so many different, like, you know, uh, acting techniques and methods and, and, and ways of, of performing and whatnot. And I find that, um, that's not always the hell. Of course, it depends on the character. If they're a joyful character, sure. Stay in that. But yeah. if it's a dark <laughs> yeah. role, you want to take a break and lift that off a little bit, but you know, if it helps people give, you know, I'm not going to tell Dana D. Lewis how to act. He gets yeah. per amazing performances, <laughs> right. But he's yeah, got exactly. years in between movies because he's probably so exhausted from six months of being that. Hey, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I didn't even uh, I didn't even think about that. You're right. It does take a toll on you. And listen, I'm not saying we're over here saving lives and we're not breaking our backs here. Um, you know, for some movies, you might be in your stunt work. Um, but but at the end of the day, I want to put out the best possible work um, and I want to have longevity in my career. And I think every it's very important that everyone understands how they work and what's best for their method, right? So take and pull from each and every method and, and see what ultimately works for you. So for myself, I like to get into the zone of the character maybe an hour or maybe 30 minutes before, right? If it's a really dark scene, I'll put in my music, I'll walk around set, I'll be by myself, I'll be isolated, I'll let everybody know. I'll be like, hey man, like, you know, I have a really dark scene. Um, if I seem a little off, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just, I'm in the zone. And everyone's like, yeah, do your thing, man. Don't worry about it. And as soon as we finish that up, boom, I'm out of the scene. And, uh, you know, I'm back into to myself. At the end of the day, this this industry, it's, it's about, it's not just about putting out the best work. Yes, that is the priority. But again, in this industry, it's about people. Nobody wants to work with, you know, an asshole on set 24-7 <laughs> who's like, you know, slowing down production and, and uh, giving everybody a headache. So at the end of the day, I want I want to do my work as an artist but I also want to be, you know, I want to leave an, uh, um, a mark uh, on set as, as, a, as, a, as a good person. Somebody who was nice to be around, a good time to be around, who made them feel, you know, uh, um, positive in their spirits. Because being on a set, you know, a lot of hours, and it's a lot of, there's a lot of hard work on the, on the, on the other side of the camera, you know. Yeah. So I want to make sure they're having, you know, that they feel seen, that they feel heard, that, you know, they feel part of the family. And, uh, you know, I, I hope I do that in my work. For sure. You know, it's always good to have that mindset just be like you when people talk about you you know whether they're doing press or just reflecting on a project like mm -hmm. you want them to be like oh yeah they were so cool to work with you know you don't want them to be like oof piece of work you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah everywhere. yeah hey, no you're absolutely right yeah and you know with with an actor's career there are so many peaks and valleys and whatnot there's the high points and then when projects wrap you're sort of eager for whatever's next but there's not always another project waiting so uh, I'm curious, was there ever a time, um, I'm curious maybe if this was after on my block or before, uh, but was there a time that you figured like, okay, I gave this a shot, things mm -hmm. aren't happening the way I wanted, maybe mm -hmm. maybe this was it? Or did you always know oh, like yeah, you have yeah. to just carry forward and keep going? I, I think when I first started acting and I was 16 years old and I was like going to auditions left and right for Disney Channel, for Nickelodeon, I think... Uh, there was certainly those doubtful thoughts in my mind. And it's funny, you know, I was actually looking through my drafts in my email 
one of my uh, first emails. I have like 20, one of my first emails. And I remember seeing a draft and I was writing a message to my manager and I was saying, hey guys, I really appreciate all the auditions that you guys have been getting for me. However, that being said, I don't think this career is for me. I think, uh, you know, I think I'm just going to not make the move to LA and I think I'm just going to stay out here. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to say sorry for wasting your guys' time. And I remember writing that and I remember sending it to my best friend and my best friend said, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is for you. You love acting. You're great at it. And this is what you dedicate all your time and, and, uh, and your mind into. So why would you send that? Like you have an agent, you have a manager. Why people, people would, you know, essentially, man, they would kill for, for, you know, to get representation at, at that time, it was a lot harder to get reps because you had to be in Los Angeles. Right. And you are at least nearby. So, uh, I didn't send the, the email and, uh, and I moved to LA with that friend and, uh, and then, yeah, I'm really thankful, um, uh, that to have that sort of, uh, I guess support, you know, I've, I've had, I, I wish I could just say that I did this all by myself and, and to a certain degree, I guess I did, but I had such an amazing support team. I had my best friend to move out to Los Angeles with me. I had, uh, you know, an incredibly supportive brother, two brothers, who were incredibly supportive, supportive father, supportive mother, you know, um, they always rooted for me. They always cheered me on. And I don't think I could have done it without that. But, uh, but yeah, there was certainly a time where I, I was like, man, fuck. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I can, I don't know if this career is for me. This is, it seems impossible to break into. Um, but then the show took off and, and, uh, you know, we, we've been busy since. Um, and, uh, yeah, now we're just trying to start producing and writing our own stuff now. Cause you know, that's the next step, I think. Yeah, that was actually my next question. Was if, if there are other facets of the industry that you want to dive into? Is there um, a particular genre that you want to tackle that you haven't done yet? Whether it's as a as a writer, director, or as an actor. So, um, I would at at this point in my career and at this point in my uh, I guess my life, I, I don't want to direct. I don't want to step into that. I think there's already enough like talented directors that I want to work with and I want to be a part of their collaboration. So to want to, to want to start directing, I feel like I'd be doing myself a disservice because I would have to start from scratch and, and then I'd be, you know, I'm in love with acting. I want to act and I want to write. I love writing. So I definitely want to step into writing and I want to step into producing. And uh, yeah, I have a, I have a horror film right now that we're doing. We're trying to pitch it out of big studios and uh, we have some meetings coming up, but uh, yeah, it's a really fun horror film and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing that to life. Yeah. There's not enough Latinos in horror movies. I've noticed this. It's, it's, we're, we're not in a lot and there's a lot of yeah. <laughs> spooky Latino lore out there that would make great horror movies, you know, like. No, you're, you're bullseye. Exactly. That's exactly what we have. The project that we have, half of it's in Spanish, half of it's in English. Right now we have half the funding ready. We have, some really big names attached and uh the only thing we're really trying to uh, we're trying to get right is the, the director we don't we don't have the director yet so we want to make sure we're doing uh the project um you know we we want to make sure we're serving the story right and we're bringing the story to life because like you just said it's it's a latin uh it's like a latin uh lore uh film so it's really important that we get all the pieces of the puzzle right on this project yeah, for sure. You want to make sure that it's, you know, are people telling the story uh, yeah, as, exactly. as authentically, especially when it's like based in, you know, in sort of and, art. And, and also, why not? Because I'm producing yeah. the project. So why would I, you know, we have to, 
we have to take accountability in this industry. We always talk that we want change. We want to see change. We want to make change happen. But then when it comes down to it, I'm not going to point fingers or anything, but a lot of people, they just, they, they keep on the same trajectory and, and they don't make the effort to make the change. So I'm like, well, if that, I, I'm producing this project, I want a Latino director or, you know, um, I, I, I want that. Why? Because, because I, porque puedo. <laughs> porque lo puedo hacer. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I just, um, I just signed a, a, a book deal with a big uh, publishing company. And we had a lot of writers and authors get presented. And uh, then they presented this Colombian writer. Her name's, uh, I'll keep her name disclosed for right now. But, uh, but I was like, hey, you know, your work's amazing. How come nobody's giving you that first shot? Like, what the heck? I'm, I'm curious. Like, don't take this wrong. I'm just curious. Like, how come you haven't written something huge? Because your work's phenomenal. And she replied and she's like, well, in Colombia, you know, it's, it's really hard for us writers, especially being uh, a woman, especially being Latin, to get our to get that first big break, to get her foot in the door. Yeah. And I was like, well, F that. I like your work the best and you're a great person. And uh, I want this opportunity to be to be yours. So I hired her as a, uh, you know, as a collaborator on the novel and uh, we're working on that right now. Dude, you got so much in the work. That's so awesome. That That's really, really cool to see because, um, you know, um, I had the the great privilege of having Eugenio de Rebes on our show. And, oh, cool. And, I just met you know, him the other day. He's a great guy. Oh, did you? He's a <laughs> gem of a human. I, I adore that man. He, yeah. um, you know, he said that his whole career in life turned around when he stopped waiting for the next job and mm -hmm. started creating his own opportunity. Like, you know, he's had multiple mm -hmm. shows, um, you know, de vez en cuando and all these shows that I feel like we yeah. all grew up watching and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. um, with he produces his own movies, his movie Radical. I don't know if you saw it. Um, yeah. His his latest film. Like he's just he's such a trailblazer. I I think that he's a phenomenal person to mm. to look up to because he's created those opportunities for himself. He's like, look, I'm not a leading man. I get that. I'm funny. I'm mm. a goofball. <laughs> so we're gonna do that and and just sort of yeah. let that seep into everything. <laughs> I I I I literally went up to him. We were at uh we were at Jessica Alba's house at a, a party celebrating la cultura i think it was dia de los muertos and you know i'm looking around i see selma hayek i see robert rodriguez i see all of these legends who have really just inspired me to feel confident in my own skin especially in an industry where we're not the most represented you could say right. and I, I i see in the corner i see eugenio derbez and he's standing alongside michael peña and i'm like oh my god like i don't know who to go up to but at the time, I was watching a lot of Acapulco and yeah. uh, incredible show on Apple TV. It's such an amazing show. And I go up to him and I tell him, Eugenio, you know, I'm probably your biggest fan here. I love your work. I love your work ethic. And I thank you for everything that you've uh, done for me, even though you probably don't even know. But man, just watching your work on the big screen has like inspired me to, to really stay on track and, and always put out the best possible work. And, uh, and then at the end, I was like, can I get a selfie? <laughs> and and he's, he's like a selfie expert, dude. He's like a yeah. selfie expert. He grabs my phone. He tries to take a selfie. And he's like, it's un poco sucio. And he gets like, he gets like a little, a little cleaning <laughs> thing. And he's like, and he starts cleaning it. And then we take like a selfie. And I was like, oh my God. It was uh, definitely a top 10 moment in this industry that I, I'll always be able to remember. <laughs> yeah. And uh, with Bad Hombres, which is the next uh, film of yours that's uh, set to come out, what can you tell us about it? There's not too much information out there. I know it's, uh, I did get yeah. to watch a bit of it. I did get a screener. Um, oh, but, cool. you know, without getting into spoilers, uh, what can you tell our uh, listeners about it? 
Uh, Bad Hombres. It's it's a story about uh my character. His name's Felix. He's a you know young Ecuadorian coming into the states. Um, you know immigrant, and he comes in hopes of a better life. You can say, as most of our ancestors did, right? Our fathers, or our grandparents, and and so on. You know, they came to this country and and. Uh, search for a better life, more opportunity to provide for the families back home or the families that came with them. And along this journey, he found that sometimes the grass isn't greener on the other side and it might even be a little psychotic and uh, <laughs> he gets himself mixed up with, you know, the wrong people and, and it becomes a story about survival. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's really exciting. It was one of my first, uh, first films I did after on my block. And uh, yeah, I'm, my first film in Spanish as well. So we'll see yeah. how that went. <laughs> and uh, so we have a segment we call, uh, for every episode it changes because it depends on the guest. So this one's called Dear Diego. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. question submitted by some of our listeners and uh, fans. Um, so oh, Seth cool. asks, how do you keep a healthy work-life balance when you're in between projects? Do you try to yeah. stay productive during your downtime or do you just try to relax? Mm, that's a great question. That That's a, a really important question. Um, I think we see in this industry, we see a lot of artists kind of uh, destroy themselves mentally or physically or emotionally when they're in between projects, they get into a lot of trouble. That's something that I've studied. Uh, I wouldn't say so much my peers, but I, you know, people in, in this industry amongst the same age as me or, or maybe from the nineties or two thousands, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I make sure I made a, I made it a goal that anytime I was in between projects, I would stay occupied, whether it was jujitsu, whether it was boxing, martial arts training, Hitting the gym, writing, um, opening up an acting studio. I just opened up an online acting studio for, for, you know, young kids all around the world from anywhere in the world to essentially start their acting careers. And, um, yeah, for me, it's, it's very important when I'm not working on a project to be focused in on something. So whether it's a podcast, right. Um, I, I have to stay occupied. Otherwise I will be getting into, uh, I, I will be getting into a little bit of trouble if I'm not. And uh, I'll be doing things that I probably shouldn't be doing. So, so yeah, it's important for me to stay disciplined and stay on the right track. And, um, and you know, I'm 26 years old. I just turned 26. I have all the time and energy in the world. I'd be doing myself a disservice if I wasn't creating something, right? At the end of it all, I want to look back and be like, dude, I, I did it. I did what I wanted to do. I was working. I built this, built that. And uh, I, I, hopefully I impacted lives for a better, for, you know, the better. And uh, at the end of the day, that's all I want. Now, is there such thing as burnout? Absolutely. There it is. I, I thought it was a myth. I was like, man, I don't get burnout. Like, I'm good. I could work uh, three, three, six, five all day long. Just recently, actually, like last week, um, I was like, man, I've, I've been working for the last three months straight, like teaching, acting, writing, this, that. I was like, and I haven't had a break. I was like, I, I, actually feel like exhausted mentally like i can't i couldn't even formulate sentences like even right now i'm like still in the like getting out of that that um that burnout that i had um and i I used to think i was like man i could just go to sleep watch a movie i'll be back to 100 um i think it's important to sort of step away from the work whether again everybody's different so whether you need a day a week whatever i think it's important to take that step back from the work you know, find your, find your, your point break. Right. And, and, uh, and see where you need that break. Because when you take that step back, you're able to look and see what you've done, what you've created, where you made a mistake, where it was like really good. 
um, because sometimes we're so close to the picture that we can't we can't really see it on the bigger scale. And I, I think that could actually do more harm than good, right? It, it's like uh, imagine being a baseball player and and um, or a boxer, right? Imagine being a boxer and you never studied your technique, you never studied your tape, you never studied your the footage in your previous fights. It's like, well, you're gonna keep making those mistakes over and over and over again. Doesn't matter what somebody's telling you. If you don't see it, you're gonna be like, oh, sh shoot, that's what I'm doing wrong. Okay, that's why the coach was telling me to to keep my left hand up and, and do this and that. Um, so it, yeah, it's really important to take a step back from the work occasionally and uh, see what's working, see what's not working, and why. Yeah, you know, I think that it's it's super important. You know, um, nobody knows nobody knows you better than yourself. So knowing like what your limits are and 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 all of that i feel like you know there was a year that i was working a full-time job i had great reps who were getting me a ton of auditions but like i worked at a gym so i would come home after working like 5 a.m to 2 opening up the gym and then have to memorize like 10 pages by tomorrow i was like bro yeah. this is not working oh, i had to yeah. just you know you just have to sort of like take a second engage and, and be like i have energy yep. for this or like i need yeah. a week off yeah of no auditions or something because it's no it's yeah so easy to burn and out even dude even if it's just like a nap the other day I might, <laughs> you know I, I live with my girlfriend we live together now and um and and i was telling her i was like because i had a really important uh, uh director session for this huge project that i'm hopefully i'm crossing my fingers it'd be a dream to work with them um but before i just like you i woke up like uh 7 a.m hit the gym i was prepping up all day and i remember looking at her i was like I'm so tired. I was like, like I, I could drink coffee right now and, and wing it. Yes. But I think I'm literally going to take like a 30 minute nap recharge. And she was like, Oh my God, you're taking a nap for once in your life. Like, that's interesting. And I never take naps. And, uh, and yeah, I took a nap dude. And, and it just like, it just recharges you. Right. That silence, that stillness of just like being able to breathe, whether it's a meditation, whatever you need. Um, everybody's process is different. Figure out what works for you, what you need and, and do it. It might be silly to others. Who cares what others think? If it works for you and it helps you put out the best work and it keeps you sane and here and healthy and in your body, then, then do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 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 Jamie from Reddit asks, is there anything about being an actor that you think people misunderstand? Mm, I, I, I think one of the biggest uh, misconceptions or, or I guess, you know, things that people misunderstand, at least... I can only speak on my experience of how I used to view uh, the entertainment industry and Hollywood and actors' lives. I used to think that they were perfect, right? I was like, oh, you're an actor in Hollywood? You're perfect. Whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, financially, whatever, you're, you're set. You don't have any problems at all. Your life is a fairy tale. And yeah, that's absolute nonsense. That's completely false. I think we've been able to see the some of the effects of uh, – that illusion of perfect actually turned into chaos. And, uh, you know, I used to think that, you know, Hollywood could fix anything as far as like the, the make, whether it was the makeup team, whether it was like having a movie come out, that's absolute nonsense. I think we all have problems. Obviously, um, the problems change, obviously, but we're human beings. We still have wants, we still have needs, we still have desires, we still have demons that we're battling every single day whether it's temptation for something or, or whether it's substance abuse or whether it's, you know, not being able to, um, you know, uh, tame certain habits. Like we're all human beings. 
And if you don't structure your life with a little bit of a, or a lot of bit of discipline and a solid foundation, those bad habits will eat you alive. And no amount of press, no amount of publicity or movies or red carpets or fame or whatever will resolve those issues. Those issues get resolved in here and in private. So yeah, that's that's one big misconception, misunderstanding that I always used to think about when I was little. Ah, oh, your movie star, your life's perfect. It's like, well, behind the curtain, we see the truth. And uh, that truth can be messy if you don't, if you don't, you know, take care of it. And uh, Andy asks, uh, what was the most challenging part during your training or filming process for Knights of the Zodiac? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I I think the most, man, honestly, you know, this is, again, like, these are all problems I'm blessed to have. I don't want to, like, go on a rant and say, like, oh, my God, it was so hard. Because I I wouldn't trade this career for absolutely anything in the world. Um, But the thing that really was the hardest for me was the the flying to Budapest and the time change. Just being out there and, uh, you know, having my, my, my people, my family, all my friends and close ones back home. And I was, like, I was going to sleep out there and they were waking up. And they were going to sleep out here. And, and then I was waking up. And it was just the schedule was terrible for me. And uh, I just I hated the feeling of being so far away from from um, from the people I love, the people that give me strength, the people that motivate me every single day. And if I were to redo it, I think I would I would fly out, um, you know, whether it was a, a friend or, or, or girlfriend or, or, you know, my, my mother, uh, I think I would I would need them uh, out there because it gets a little isolating and a little lonely and you just like kind of lose your marbles a little bit, but at the same time, it's kind of fun because it's like you plug it into the work. Um, I had my dad on set with me, but he was always traveling and, you know, visiting places. Um, I take him to every movie set and he always has a blast. Um, so that, that was a challenge. Absolutely. And another challenge would have to be, uh, I guess the physical training, the stunt training. It was my first time doing like stunt work and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had a blast doing the stunt training. However, once that, you know, 60 pound metal armor suit came on and I had to put it on and become the Phoenix Knight, all of that training went out the window. It was like really hard to, to even so much as like throw a kick and, you know, be, be 12 hours, 14 hours in that metallic suit. It was, uh, yeah. it was a challenge. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, you know, problems I'm blessed to have. I, I loved it. You could go back and probably add a weighted vest to your workout just to get used yeah. to <laughs> like 20 pounds, yeah, 25 yeah. pounds maybe. <laughs> Just to prep me up. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you you touched a bit on uh, the Actors Campus, which, as you said before, is your your new online acting studio. So uh, what motivated you to start that uh, amongst all of the the projects, the other stuff you've got going on? What what motivated you to, to get that started? We had the COVID pandemic. We had the writer's strike. We had the actor's strike. You know, among all of that, I was, you know, I wanted, I was, I was, shooting projects then that got canceled i was pitching projects to studios then that got canceled and i was like what the heck do i do like again i have to stay productive i have to i have to build something as an individual like i that's if i'm not creating something productive or artistic then i'm creating chaos in my life unfortunately 
something I'm working on. And, um, you know, I, I think, um, the, the question that kept coming into my, uh, day-to-day routine was how do I become an actor? Whether it was a fan on the street or whether it was at an event, um, whether it was online, my comments on Instagram, DMs, whatever, TikTok, all of that stuff. The number one question that I kept getting asked was how do I become an actor? I want to do what you did. How can I do it? And, you know, it, it never really hit me until, until this year when I was like, this is the same exact question that I had when I was starting off that I wish somebody that I admired and looked up to would answer. Just tell me the the, the layout. Um, and I never had that. So I was like, how can I, how can I answer that question? How can I help others from all around the world? And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I, I did a, a show where a lot of, uh, you know, Latinos saw themselves, especialmente, you know, jóvenes, uh, very young Latinos who saw themselves in my character or, or in myself, maybe. Right. And, um, a lot of them were like, man, how did you do it? And I don't care how, you know, Natalie Portman did it or Samuel Jackson did it because they also have a master class, right? So right. they could just, yeah. they could have just gone to the master class. I will say they don't really teach you how to break into the industry, but they teach you more so on the craft. Yeah. So, so I, I was like, well, if they want to hear it from me, then let it be. I'm going to make a course and uh, I want an online community and uh, I, I want to help others from all around the world. It costs me one hour a week and it, and it just changes everything for them because now they do have the opportunity. Now they have a showcase in the community that I built where they're performing in front of big agencies, big management companies. They, they have the resources to contact uh, headshot photographers and get a good discount rate. They have the blueprint essentially. It's like, I want to say it's like four hours of myself just talking about specifics of the industry. It's like, but, but again, it's something that, if you live in like Kansas City or, or Nebraska or wherever you live, you're going to be like, oh, I, I can't do it. It's only for people who live in Los Angeles. That's 100% false. Yeah, 100% false. Everything is digital now. Everything is online. I just met with a huge director the other day and it was and it was on Zoom just like this. And it was like I could have been anywhere in the globe. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess uh, a bit of it was to just stay occupied, stay out of trouble. But most importantly, it was just to, to help others all around the world. And uh, again – at the end of the day, when my time comes, I, I just want to make sure I've left an impact and uh, helped out as many people as I could. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Uh, you know, because lots of, like you said, so there's lots of resources out there, things like Masterclass, which, and I did watch Natalie Portman's and Samuel, you know, I watched um, yeah, and I, I the filmmaking it, yeah. ones and they were great. But like you said, yeah. they teach you more about the craft and, and their own career versus like, how do you go in today? That's the reason I started this podcast was because I wanted to talk to, you know, I've talked to, you know, some, some industry veterans, like, like I mentioned, Eugenio, we've had like Patrick Wilson on the show and wow. some, some great actors who have been in this industry for a long time, but also like younger stars who are working on their first film or it's like their breakout yeah. role. And, and they can talk about like, yeah, two years ago, I was asking those same questions of like, yeah, you know, what, what website there's like 50 casting websites to sign up for like <laughs> yeah, which one no, do exactly. i choose um <laughs> yeah you know is backstage legit yes it is go use backstage <laughs> use actors access use you know all that yeah. stuff uh but yeah it's like there's because there's so much information out there for like actors young actors especially get overwhelmed they're like where do i go so giving them that sort of template yeah. of like just start here <laughs> is is a great thing exactly you know? start here listen to any young actor watching this i I, I don't care if you join my acting studio, but just whatever you do, two things. Never pay your agent uh, a, a fee. It's only it's a commission fee. If you make money, 
then they make money. But don't ever like pay them two thousand dollars to represent you. Yeah. Don't ever pay for a ten thousand dollar showcase. That's I I the reason another reason why I made the the program was because I went to New York a long time ago and I bumped into this actor friend of mine and uh you know um or no 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 he was a non actor friend and and uh, his little sister was like going into a showcase that was like ten thousand dollars because she wanted to be an actor. Mm. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, dude, $10,000. You can make a short film with that much money. And like, <laughs> yeah. like Robert Rodriguez did it for less. He did it like $6,000. He made like a mariachi. Yeah. So I, I, that broke my heart to hear. And I was like, man, I was like, that's, I hate to say it, but whether it's legit or not, like you could have, you could have, there's, there's better options out there. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's essentially what we provide. We provide a, um, a community. They have access to myself. If they ever have a question on a studio being legit, Anything being legit, they can hit me up on there. I answer back in like 24 hours. Um, again, we have video lessons. We just had uh, casting director Alan Luna on there describing the mm -hmm. casting process of how they um, accept actors, submissions, headshots, the casting process, everything. We had Julio Macias on there talk about his process. So, uh, so yeah, I'm just trying to give insight from every angle. At the end of the day, I can't do it for them. I wish I could. I wish I could go like this and everyone's successful, but it's very, it's an industry where it's like, it's like going to school for, for being a doctor or becoming a firefighter. No, I'm not saying we're saying lives here. Um, but I am saying that it does require structure. It requires hard work and uh, it's not going to happen overnight. But uh, if you stay consistent, the one thing that I have noticed, it's those who stay consistent in this industry and keep putting up and keep showing up and keep putting up their best work. Those mm -hmm. are the ones who, who get that opportunity. They're at the right place, the right time, with the right mind, and then yeah. boom, their life freaking changes. And uh, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, there's the famous saying, it's like, it took me five years to become an overnight success. Right. And I think that's very true. Um, however, you know, I think nowadays with social media, I think a lot of young people, they just want it. They want it now. They want it tomorrow. They don't want to wait. And like, that's just not how it works. Yeah. If that's how you think it works, then go take out all your life savings, take out a loan and, and put it on red at a casino because like you, might, you have better odds at doing that. It's, it's not how it works. And I'll be the first one to say it. This industry is very, very hard. It's very cruel. It doesn't care whether how you feel or whatever. Um, it goes with the artist who puts in the best work and not even then. Sometimes it doesn't even matter if you did the best job. You might have had the best read ever. Um, but for some reason, they might go with a different direction. You have to have tough skin. You have to be able to take rejection. You have to be able to um, keep going and, and, you know, have that, that again, that discipline. You're just speaking truth, man. That's seriously, there's so much, again, there's so much information out there and there's also so much misinformation. So getting it from your yeah. perspective and, and you incorporating, yeah. you mentioned Julio, your co-star from, from yeah. my book, you know, and getting his experience and, and cast directors, it's, that's mm -hmm. such a great thing you're, you've built. So, so congrats on that firstly. And um, if anyone listening Thanks. wants to get info, uh, where can they find more information? It's on my Instagram. I uh, just in my bio, uh, the actors campus also has an Instagram. It's called actors campus. Link in bio, shameless plug. And uh, yeah, it's thediegotinoco.com. Um, just go there, check it out. And and again, it's it's month by month. It's like, I think like $30. So if, if you're familiar, I'm sure you're familiar with acting classes. Acting classes are like oh, yeah. $400 to $500, maybe $800 for a seminar. It's insane. And and it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, I personally, I couldn't afford that when I first started off. So I'm like, F that. I want to create something that anybody from anywhere around the world can afford. And whether you hop in there for a month, hop in there, download everything, learn everything, and then get out. 
And then now you have a <laughs> solid foundation. Like, yeah. I don't want to keep these people in my studio forever. I just want them there. I'll, eventually, I want to I want to work with these these students, right? I want to bump into them on a set one day and then be like, dude, I took your class. And I could be like, hell yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> I don't know. That makes me happy. It puts a smile on my face. So yeah. I don't know. Um, so this is a part of the show we call the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's where we get sort to sort of get to uh, delve a bit more into uh, what we like about the industry, what we don't like about it, things we wish yeah. would just go away. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm curious because you've been in the industry before, um, you know, since before the pandemic. I feel like it's sort of like a starting point for people. It's like with <laughs> I'm such a nerd yeah. in Star Wars. It's like before <laughs> the Battle of Yavin or after. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Pre-COVID or during. Um, <laughs> Do you miss auditioning in person or do you prefer the flexibility of self-tapes? We love self-tapes, 100%. I think uh, <laughs> I, I, I personally, I'll, t I'll tell you why I like it and I'll tell you why I think it's better. I think uh, for myself, I, I um, so I moved, I moved out of Los Angeles and I bought a house in uh, Corona, California now. So this is my hometown. I love it. When I need to be in Los Angeles, I'll drive out there, but man, I, I wish I had this starting off because I remember making those drives, two hour drives there for 15 or 10 minute audition, three hour drive back and being told no over and over and over and over again. It was, it was uh, really hard financially. It was really hard uh, emotionally, mentally, all of that stuff. And, uh, and I think it's incredible now that anybody from anywhere around the world has a fair shot at their dream. Yes, you're gonna need to make your self tape studio you're going to need good mics. You're going to need a good, you know, computer screen and laptop and all Back that drops. stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I promise you, you know, some people might complain like, oh, well, it takes money. Well, it sure as hell will take money too. If you have to live in LA, pay for your rent, pay for your food, pay for this, that, yeah. your gasoline, then that parking ticket that you get on Sunset Boulevard. It's like, you know, I, I would <laughs> yeah. rather pay for the equipment and, and do it at home. Um, so I, I personally, I like it better. Is there cons to it? Absolutely. You don't get to meet the casting director. They don't get to see you in person and, you know, kind of uh, get to connect with somebody on a human level. But, but I will say this casting directors are able to see, they're able to see more people now. Way more. Yeah. Because back then it was, it was, you get a, a, a 10 minute slot and you had to make that time. And there's only so many hours in a day. Uh, but now it's like, you know, they get their tapes. They get hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of tapes. Right. And uh, they can view them all from home. Right. They don't have to rent out the studio. They don't have to rent out and lease the, uh, the, the complex or whatever. Now they're saving money. Everyone's saving money. Right. Fine. And, uh, and I think we've seen some incredible performances break out of self tapes and, and this, this casting process. I mean, just look at Netflix since tw 2020 to, to now present day, most of the breakout stars, uh, on these hit series came from self tapes, mm -hmm. most of them. And they're amazing. They're, they're, they're brilliant actors. And, and, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of self tapes. Do I miss the in-person stuff? Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, I, I've told this story in the podcast before. So for those of you listening, sorry, you're hearing it again. Um, but you know, like my first reps were based in Atlanta and I lived in New York, so I never had in person. So by the time COVID came around, I was like, well, I already got a ring light and a backdrop and all that <laughs> stuff. So I'm good to go. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have to, you know, put ring lights on back order yeah. <laughs> on Amazon because yeah. of a shortage. Um, <laughs> And, you know, but the thing I love about self-tapes the most as well is that you get to take your time and submit your best take and your best work. Yeah. You get to put on your director hat and be like, ooh, I see this. Let me submit this one. Yeah. Versus when you're in a, a casting director's office, 
you're sweaty, you're you're yeah. you're frustrated, you're trying not Americans, to get parking. You get two takes. Yeah. If that. Sometimes it's like if one that, and done. Yeah. Okay, great, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Exactly. And um I always use this as an example, like, you know, like there's only so many ways you can say, here's your check for the one line co-star of being a waiter. It's yeah. like you did that whole trip for that, you know, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. sure it's a series regular. You've got three yeah. scenes to work through, but Boy, uh, I, I just think it's so much more flexible to do it from home. And, and it allows How actors to get real jobs yeah. and not have to, you know, work as a waiter, or bartender, because you're not trying to have your days absolutely. free. It, yeah. it's just, it makes actors life easier, you know? You're absolutely right. Everything you just said is spot on. Um, you know, to the actor watching this, I will say, treat your workspace the way treat your craft the way you want to be treat your profession the way you want to be treated right if you if you half-ass it if you do a half-ass audition half-ass background tape whatever lighting uh it's gonna read right if you barely memorize your lines if you're trying to wing it like that's that's all gonna read so that that's one thing i will say with self-tapes like really put in the work you know you you got the audition you already that's a w right there alone casting wants to see you audition Take yeah. that as a win. And now the secret is to, like you just said, be the director, have fun with it, and bring it to life the mm -hmm. way you want to bring it to life. Not the way you think they want to see it because that's how everyone else is doing it. Bring it to life the way that brings you the most joy and the way that you're like, holy shit, I made a little movie right now. Like, I, hey, babe, you want to see it? Hey, dude, you want to? Um, let me send you this little audition. I did. It's kind of like a short film. Those are the auditions that you'll have fun on, and I promise you, you'll get a call back on and you will book. Yeah, there's, you know, there's so much guesswork involved in our careers and whatnot that having that as like surefire, like this will work, whether you don't book it or not, it's like it at least gets you're on their radar, you got their attention, you might get a callback, they might have you do something else or call you back for another role that happens all the time. I've auditioned for the same show like four or five times because Cassidy's trying yeah. to see, ooh, not that one. What about yeah. this one? And just try and see what sticks. And that's like the best compliment an actor can get is like, ooh, they want you, just mm -hmm. not in this role. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That's the best compliment you could get. Yeah. And uh, so we we mentioned before the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we've talked about a lot about like sort of the the struggles and whatnot and the challenges that have come with the mm -hmm. career. What is something that you love about about acting, about the entertainment industry? Man, it's, this industry is so silly. It's it's so uh, <laughs> funny and and awkward and like it's it's uh you're on a set and it's just like being a big little kid. You know, even the director, right? The director is playing make-believe over here. He's creating his own little universe. It's like being a, a kid again. And the best way I can describe it, I grew up my whole life uh, from the time I was nine years old to the time I was like 16, 17 at a skate park, skateboarding 24-7, making short films with my friends. And just having this 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 feeling of, of not, not having a sense of time. Time completely vanishes. You're just in the moment. You're present. You're having fun. You're creating art with your friends. And I think the best thing for me is it just it just makes me so human. It makes me feel so human. It, it makes me feel like uh, it just makes me feel alive. Anytime I, I leave a day on set and I go back home, I'm like, that was a day. Mm -hmm. Like that was a that was a day. From the time I showed up, even if it was 4 a.m. and I had boogers in my eyes and you know all of that, like and I forgot to brush my teeth and I had to ask for two, like all the little headaches that happened, right? Like. And then all of that stuff, when you walk away from it at the day, you, you put your heart onto the, and you left it all on the table on, on a scene, whatever that scene was, however small or big, like just that feeling of leading set. And you're just like, man, that, 
that was a fucking day. That was the thank you God for, for, you know, letting that be my life for, for whether it was just today or whether this is my last day, whatever, like that was a day. So that, that, that feeling internally and then externally would have to be uh, just like meeting so many different people from all around the world and hearing their stories and, uh, and, and just creating memories with others, you know, um, some of my closest friends now are, are people that I've met on sets, whether they were on the sound department, the lighting department, mm-hmm. whether they were a, a grip, a PA, a producer, director, a writer, like, you know, it's, uh, it's just like being a little kid on the playground again, man, to be honest. I'm curious when, you know, when you'd come back to on my block for a new season, did it feel like summer camp? Like, Oh, I get to hang out with my friends for a few months all over again. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's all it was. Yeah. Uh, just being on a summer camp and, and, uh, again, creating art with your friends, obviously you got to put in work. And, and mm. again, I think that work, a lot of it is done in private that way you can celebrate it in public. Uh, at, at least that's my, that's my like thing for actors. It's like the public rewards you for what you do in private. Um, mm. sorry, no, the public either rewards or slams you for what you do in private. Right. Mm. So in your private time, if you're just, if you're not studying, if you're not making those choices in your work and you're not rehearsing then and it's going to show on screen and uh, there's going to be consequences for better or worse. And in terms of the industry, is there anything that um, you wish we would just do away with? You're like, this is such an old mentality or old way of doing things. Let's get rid of it. I'm sure there's a laundry uh, list of things. <laughs> there, there, there's a laundry list. I think the first one that probably comes to mind is uh, just this AI situation. I think that's a little scary. Uh, yeah. I think that's terrifying. I think, uh, you know, inevitably, uh, technology is getting more and more advanced. And I think, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's going to cause some, some bumps on the road and hurdles. And if it hasn't already, I think, yeah. I think we're only seeing the, the tip of the iceberg here. And I think it's, I, man, I hate to say it, but I think it's going to get worse and, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I hope to God that, you know, uh, technology doesn't take our jobs right because this is such a unique industry and and uh you know it has been for for the last hundred years i think acting has has really uh has really inspired people has really left the mark in people's lives and you know at least for myself i could speak on my own experience uh i watched this movie called lords of dogtown when i was like i think nine years old directed by Catherine hardwick and uh i remember just seeing this film and and feeling so empowered i saw this like latin dude on the screen he was skateboarding he had his curly hair he's badass his name uh i forgot the actor's name in real life but he played uh the legendary uh tony alba and i remember seeing this movie i was like holy shit like i i want to be like this person i want to i want to grow out my hair i want to get on a skateboard i want to do all this stuff and literally for the next seven years eight years of my life it it, it uh I started skateboarding. I became a sponsored skateboarder. I wanted to go professional in skateboarding. And, and now some of the best memories of my life were skateboarding. So, you know, we're not saving, I would say we're not saving lives here, but we are affecting lives tremendously. We have such a big impact. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess my biggest fear thing that I would X out would have to be uh, AI. You know, I, I, yeah. it, it gets scary. Um, who knows? I don't know. We'll, we'll see what yeah. happens. I you know during the strike and and especially once they you know released the details they could about the contract and everything I tried to educate myself as much as I could and like all technology there's good and there's bad I think that there are the pros of AI of making filmmaking a bit easier 
and, sure. and whatnot. But then there are the, the, the scarier dark sides of, you know, the it's crazy what the AMPTP was trying to get away with in terms of like, you know, scanning you without compensation, using your likeness without anything. And, you know, yeah. um, just very, very vague scary. word. I think that the the gains we got were really good. Um, I just think that the next time we have to renew in three years, I think yeah. AI is going to grow so much during that time. Then that's really when, like, we're gonna have to yeah. hunker down and, and and set up some guidelines. But you know, yeah. I think that no, you, exactly. our union has our best interests in mind. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see in three years. We'll be having a conversation yeah. again. I'll be like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to wrap up with our last segment called uh, it's time for life's big questions. Um, so this is a very important question. If you could have any superpower, which would you choose? Oh, it's a great question. Oh man. Let's see. Any superpower. I think it would be, I mean, probably the ability to fly. That's just such mm -hmm. a, it's such a basic answer, but it's so cool. Right. Like imagine just showing up to like, uh, your abuelita's birthday party and you're freaking flying. Is that Diego? Is, is, is Juan? <laughs> you know, and you just show up and uh, yeah, I'd have to be flying. Um, yeah, flying. Mm. I'm a big Superman fan too. So, so, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's like my childhood dream one day. Hopefully one day we'll get to, I'll get to play like a uh, Latino Superman. That'd be badass. <laughs> uh, what movie never fails to make you laugh? Uh, I would have to say Step Brothers. Hmm, that is it's such a, a great film. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so silly. Uh, are you a coffee person or a tea drinker? Ooh, I love black tea. I love green tea. Uh, but my girlfriend just got me into coffee recently. So, hmm. so yeah, yeah. I'm turning into a coffee junkie now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's in our blood. I feel like we can't we can't function <laughs> without a cafecito. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? Uh, I had a bad experience with pineapple on pizza, so oh, really? I'm gonna have to say no, no. I, I got pineapple on my pizza when I was like in sixth grade, Papa John's, and and uh, I remember getting food poisoning from it. I didn't know if oh, it was man. the pineapple, if it was the pepperoni, whatever it was, but I was like, I'm never doing pineapple on my pizza ever <laughs> again. So I have to say no. <laughs> uh, what is the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Ooh, that's a great question. Spontaneous. Ah, uh, man, I, I I would like to say like, oh, I flew out a good. I went to Paris and the Eiffel Tower. I had Roser. Spontaneous. Ah, uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, it would have to be when I was like six years old or seven years old. I remember uh, I was a little kid and my mom would uh, she was going to Ecuador. And I was with my dad and then we dropped we were dropping her off and I remember seeing her go up the elevator or, or the escalators. And uh, I just remember, like, I was like, I have to go with my mom. I have to go protect her. I was like six years old, seven years old. And I told my dad, I was like, Me tienes que comprar un boleto ahorita mismo. Me quiero ir con ella. <laughs> and uh, my dad was like, ¿Qué? He's like, Me tienes maleta. And I'm like, Papa, tengo que irme con ella. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then I remember hopping on a flight with my mother, uh, seven years old. No no backpack, no no nothing. And uh, and I just went with her just because I wanted to make sure that she was safe. Uh, I was just, I was just like, I have to be with her. I just have to be with her, you know. Mm. That's really sweet. That, and that's <laughs> such a, you need to write that into something. That's such a movie moment, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, what is your favorite theatrical performance that you've seen live? 
Like uh, like in theater, like in Broadway? Theater, concert, anything like that. Anything you've seen live. Favorite performance? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I just saw uh, Phantom of the Opera in Broadway. Oh, no way. In 2022. I, I thought they did an amazing job. The actors were... Yeah. We're very talented and uh I, yeah I, that was that was my my uh i'll have to say that yeah because yeah. it's such a such a an experience theater live yeah. theater yeah um yeah. being in new york i'm a huge broadway nerd i get to see lots of shows thankfully because i i get to interview lots of folks so they're like do you want to see the show and i'm like absolutely i want to see the show before <laughs> our interview nice how am i gonna talk about the show without seeing it uh, but yeah i mean phantom is one of my favorite shows i think that's that's one of the shows that inspired me to start doing musical theater uh nice. when i was in high school and whatnot and i was so bummed when the show closed this past year but i mean it was on broadway for like 30 years or something like it was oh, the longest running show in it, history is it, it not on broadway this past anymore? year oh yeah. my gosh i didn't know that oh well, you caught it right before <laughs> oh man so okay yeah well, that's good that's good to know that i uh, saw yeah. at least once yeah Man. Uh, if you could sit down and have dinner with any actor, dead or alive, who would it be? Let's see, dead or alive. Well, I don't know. I get scared to meet my idols. I get really scared. I've met <laughs> a few of them. I met a few of them. Some, some of them, I'm like, oh my god, I wish I never met you. But other others have been like amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think uh, probably Al Pacino or mm. DiCaprio. Yeah, I'm a huge mm -hmm. DiCaprio fan. I mean, his work speaks for itself, right? Um, but yeah, probably DiCaprio. Just uh just to sort of navigate like, you know, uh his process and uh sort of uh touch on, on moments in his career, whether it was private life and or public life, uh he's just a curious he's a he's a fascinating human being. You know, you don't know mm -hmm. too much about him except for what he shows you. Yeah. You know, and I think that's yeah. the last of uh the movie star era that will that we'll ever kind of see that mystery that it just doesn't mm -hmm. exist anymore. You know, now we have, and, and again, this is another conversation. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I think uh, times have changed. I think people want to see yeah. and learn more about their favorite artists. And I think it's uh, important to connect to those who support us. So, uh, so yeah, but, but again, it kind of kills that mystery, but I don't know. It's, it's another conversation, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I feel that, um, especially because of social media, we see a lot more of the actors that we admire mm -hmm. because they're choosing to share it. It's yeah. not like, you know, TMZ, look what we found out. It's like, no, they're choosing exactly. to express this and connect with you. I feel like no yeah. one's ever told Leonardo DiCaprio, like, oh my God, I see myself in you. No, <laughs> but they say that with young actors yeah. now, because they're like, oh yeah. my God, we grew up in a similar area. Our families yeah. are so, so, you know, it's like we can connect more with with the actors that are out there today. Uh, no one's told Pacino, like, you know, same thing. Like, uh, <laughs> man, I find, I see, I see so much of myself in you. It's like, it's, it is another era. It's like where we I have these Al movie Pacino stars was, on a pedestal. I thought, yeah. I thought Al Pacino was Cuban. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. What I an that era movie. that was. Of... <laughs> I love Scarface. Such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Oliver Stone. He's such a great director. Yeah. Uh, what special skill on your resume would people be surprised to learn about? Uh, I don't. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know. I'm an open book. I. You do, know. Do you I, sing? I, do you dance? Things that you haven't done yet on screen that that you I can don't, do. No, I, I truthfully, I don't know if I can sing. I I'm actually Everybody going can to sing. record. That's my. That's what everyone everyone keeps saying that. So I'm actually uh, 
I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to work with this director and uh, she does a lot of musical stuff and uh, I, I'm go I'm actually going to the studio next week to record a song because uh, we were having a conversation she's like well can you sing and I was like well I don't know I was like let me find out I was like I can send you video singing here but let me make it again let me make it like a little movie because yeah. at the end of the day I could just film myself and that'd be fun yeah I could do that and send that to you but let me have fun with it let me yeah. go to the studio let me let me get some production a camera let me like dress up and and all that like I want to. I want to have fun in this career as much as I, I want to like be working. Right. Like mm. I want this to be a fun process because otherwise it just becomes a, a hateful relationship with the work, whether it's an audition, whether it's reading scripts, memorization, like I want to have fun with that. And so anytime I'm like memorizing anything, I go for a walk in nature. I'm just walking in the park, memorizing my lines. Cause you know, wh why not? Um, wait, wh what was the question? I'm sorry. We're over here going on a rant. <laughs> um what special skill in your resume would people be surprised oh, to learn about uh yeah my spanish isn't the best no es perfecto, yeah. no es perfecto. like me either Absolutely. me neither no. i grew up in, in the states you know english is spanish is my first language technically because i didn't know english until i like yeah. started school at like three or four yeah but, you know, it's still not, it's not perfect. I don't sound no, like I just my, got my, off. My, my yeah. Spanish is not perfect. And, uh, you know, we have to remember we, we live in the States, right? English is the, yeah. the more dominant language and especially in school, especially being Latino, especially I'm, I'm sure at the same time that, that you were in elementary school and that I was in elementary school, speaking Spanish was looked down on. If you were Latin and you were, you were Latino, whether you're Mexican or El Salvadorian, wherever you're from, if you were speaking Spanish, um, it was almost looked down on. And uh, and I, I I remember that feeling being a little kid, and I was like, I hate this feeling. I hate being looked down, and I, I hate feeling less than. So so now that I'm on the big screen, I'm doing all these things. I'm 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 always telling everybody, soy mexicano, soy ecuatoriano. I'm American, yes. I'm proud to be all three, obviously, right? Um, but I'm proud of my roots. I'm proud of my ancestors. And when I can't speak Spanish, I will speak Spanish. And excuse me if it's not perfect. Um, but I'm proud to be Latin and, uh, and that's, that's sort of, uh, that's something that I incorporated into bad hombres, the new movie. I, yeah. um, uh, originally the film was in broken English. All of it was in broken English. I read it. I read, I told the director, I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice script. I like it a lot. It's exciting. It kept me on the edge of my seat, but why am I speaking in broken English? I was like, mm -hmm. this should be, I should be speaking in Spanish. This guy speaks in Spanish. He's He's Ecuadorian, he's Latin, like, and the other character opposite of him, Hemke Madera, um, who plays Alfonso in the movie, he he's also Latin. He comes from a a, a Latin country. So why why should, these characters should be speaking in Spanish? With the Americans in the movie, yes, they can speak in broken English, but amongst themselves in private, right. they should be speaking Spanish. So yeah. hopefully, uh, the audience uh, sees that. And again, my Spanish isn't perfect. My apologies in advance, but um, but uh. But I did do my homework. I did study. I had a, a my dad on set there with me, calling me on my on my BS, you know, and uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm excited. You know, I will say this: speaking in Spanish helps you helps an actor. If you have a second language, speaking your second language for the craft because it helps you get out of your head. I feel like in yeah. English we're so worried about how we sound and talk and enunciate. Uh, in Spanish, it's all about the soul. It's all about yeah. the heart, the feeling, and connecting, and the intent. So, uh, you know, hopefully. The people will see that on screen in January, 2023, but yeah. we'll see what happens. And uh, our last question in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? 
Oh, great question. 10 words or less. Uh, 10 words or less, man. Uh, do your homework and never give up. <laughs> I mean, that's very vague, but, but, uh, or, or, or join the actors campus <laughs> and that way I can go into like a thousand words or less, but, uh, but yeah, just do your homework, do your research, and uh, you know, ponte uh, pilas, you know, and ponte las pilas. God, I grew up hearing that yeah. so much. Yeah, <laughs> but now it's like no seas vago, ponte las pilas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, make make a plan. Listen, it's 2024. Hit specific goals. Hit specific deadlines. Hit specific. Create things that you can move. Uh, don't just be an actor. Be be a writer. Be a producer. Because once you open up the doors and you're more than just an actor auditioning and you're a writer, you have a podcast, you have a platform, you have this, you have that, then the value you're bringing is just tenfold. It's more than just an actor trying to get a job, but rather it's, oh shit, this person does all this and he acts. He's a great human being. He does all this stuff. I want to work with this guy. So uh, just, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, make a plan for 2024. It's coming. And, uh, hit the mindset goals and, and uh, stay disciplined and stay on the right track and stay out of trouble. Yeah. Awesome. Diego, thank you so, so much for giving us uh, so much of your time today. Such a pleasure chatting right. with you um, and for talking about, you know, so many different things, the obstacles and the lessons you've learned and for sharing um, so much knowledge and, and yeah, thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on here. Yeah, of course. And everyone listening, Bad Hombres is in theaters and on demand on January 26th. You can see Diego and Knights of the Zodiac and on All My Block, both streaming now on Netflix. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Juaniala. See you next time.